Welcome back to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Add your voice to the discussion. Email hello at blindguytalkstech.com or call and leave us a voicemail on 0204-571-3354. Hey guys, welcome along to the first of the week and a brand new Blind Guy Talks Tech episode. Today we are talking all about wearables and uh, the wearables available today. Yes, I know when you think about wearables, you think it's something in the future, but actually first blind and partially sighted people, you know what? There's some wearables available now that could make all the difference. And I think today we're kind of touching more on the low vision side rather than totally blind. But stay with me because there's some really interesting chat to come with me today to tell us all about it is someone you might remember from episode four of our uh, podcast here way back at the beginning of January around the 13th of January, if I remember rightly. Uh, Jason Shaw joined us to talk all about the Orcam Read, uh, the fantastic uh, smart device that lets you read documents just through a simple highlighter pen-style device. Very, very clever. If you want to know more, go and search our website, blindguytalkstech.com for Orcam Read. Jason Shaw is back with us today from VisionAid Technologies to uh, tell us all about today's topic. Jason, great to have you back. Yeah, thanks very much, Stephen. Thanks for having me back on. I also did something right last time. You, you did. Uh, you know what? You didn't screw up, and neither did I. And I'm still here as well, which I have to say is more surprising. Um, but <laughs> I, I, as I keep saying on this show, you can't get cancelled on the internet. That's no. the good news. It's, it doesn't seem to be possible. Uh, now, listen, today uh, I want to focus on uh, one particular uh, area of tech, and I'm really pleased to have you here to talk about this because you know all about all this stuff yeah uh, and i want it, it today it's all about wearables right so um when we're talking about wearable technology for blind people uh because people might say hang on a minute what wearable tech what's out there what we're we talking apple watch here no we're talking actual wearing on the head yep. devices and there's quite a lot of them yeah there's certainly a lot more than they the, the, the used to be they started off um probably getting on for a couple of years ago now and and now there's this there's really quite a lot on the, on the market. So I wanted to sort of get together with you and just, just to sort of go through the different types and, and why you might choose one over another um, and things like that. So just so is there, a, is there a general theme here? Are we talking about products that, that offer specific features, like I'm thinking maybe OCR or the ability to, I don't know, maybe see more clearly as a result of wearing them? I mean, what's, what's the theme with these? The, the theme really is, is, is to enhance your vision, okay? So the, the, they are for, um, for for enhancing the vision. Some of our, some do have text-to-speech um, options as well, sort of features as well, where it'll read, read back information as well. Um, but primarily, they're a visual device. And the important thing with the wearable, um, you have to have enough vision for it to be able to work. It can only work with what vision you have. Okay. okay. So um, and normally when um, when we sort of, if somebody phones up for a demonstration, it's something you really need to try, actually. So I, I can't stress that enough. You can't really choose one of these things out of catalogue very easily. You can look at the features and all the specifications and all that. But really, if, you, if you're serious about looking at something like this, then really get a home demo from us or... or from a company in our industry just and you can provide that yes we can yeah and it's the best way to do it's best way to do it so uh, and most people buy this technology really for the, the, the i suppose the biggest area is watching television that that's probably the the, 
the biggest thing okay. that people buy them for. But anything you need your hands free for, it's mainly pleasurable things. I find you know you know like hobbies and so I've I've sold them in the past for. Um, I sold one to a lady in Wales and she needed it because she'd got macular degeneration and um, she was now struggling um, to sew, both hand sewing and, and sewing on a machine. So she uses a wearable um, on her head. So then that enhances what she can see and magnifies it. So she's, she was able to carry on doing the sewing. But You know, in my head, I've got a vision of a headband with two magnifying glasses stuck in the front. Yeah. It's not quite, you know, it's not quite as bad as that. Coal miner's light on the top. Yeah. It's not like that, is it? These are, these are pretty smart devices. Oh, They're pretty yeah. intelligent. Yeah, and they do vary in size as well. And, and, and also, so some of them are based around vir- what, what we class as a virtual reality headset. So some people who are listening will be familiar with that type of technology that was you'll see like um, children used to put a mobile phone in the front of a virtual reality headset and wear it and and play games on it so they're looking through lenses in this headset onto the screen of the mobile phone okay and then they play the game um, or whatever they want to do with, with, with on the mm. game but when you're using it as a wearable device for magnification um the virtual reality ones for example it's the same virtual reality headset. It's quite a large headset, but it looks quite heavy, but it's not. It's very light and very comfortable to wear for long periods. It's very well padded. Um, it's got nice adjustable straps on it, so you can adjust it and get it just just right, uh, just right nice and comfortable. Um, and the ones that use the virtual reality headsets use some kind of some form of mobile phone um, in them. So, And then you look through the lenses. Once you've got the device on, you look through the lenses of in the headset on directly onto the screen of the mobile phone and then because the camera on the phone is on the outside facing out into the room that then becomes your eyes into 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 your environment so right as you look around you're using the camera technology in the phone then to look at, to look around and then that comes through into the headset uh, and then enhances whatever you you're able to see okay so you know what i love about you is you always bring your toys with you yeah uh, to these meetings which is brilliant uh so what have you got for us today to to showcase what you're talking about i've got a few of of, a wide selection with me here just to go through um there obviously we we do have more than i've got here because um we tend to have quite a lot of them i've got a couple of the vr headset ones the most popular two one is called the a site vr um and then the other one is called the iris vision live um, so the Iris Vision, for example, we'll go with that one just because um, I've got that's the one I've got in my hand. That they use the Samsung Gear VR headset, and they use a Samsung. In the modern ones, they use a Samsung S10 mobile phone. The phone is locked down, so it comes as a whole package. You can't use the phone as a mobile phone. It's locked down purely as a visual aid. Okay. Okay. Um, and then it slots in. It slots into the headset. You switch it on. Um, like I say, look through it. And this particular one has lots of different viewing modes on it as well. So when I look through, you can use a, mo- a mode called scene, which enables you to just look around into your environment. You've got specific modes for certain eye conditions, like there's one for um, like limited field of vision, like retin- retinitis pigmentosa, for example, where it might be like, um, imagine like looking through a straw, you've got a very good part in your central vision that's useful, but um, very limited field of vision. So when you look through, when you on, on this device, you can actually then reduce the size of the image on the screen of the mobile phone, so you can get all the relevant information that you need in a much smaller area, so it's much easier to see. Sounds quite technical, but it's very simple. 
Um, and then you've got... And, and would someone need help to do that, to set it up? No, no. It's very, very simple to use. You just look through it and you see the image and then there's a pad on the side of the unit, which you just... It, if you stroke forwards and backwards on the um, pad, that would adjust the magnification. And if you stroke vertically up and down, that will change the size of the image that you see. So, so it reduces mm. the, the, the actual screen size, if you like. Um, the important thing is, like I said before, you need enough vision for these to be able to work. So normally, if, we, if somebody phones up for a home demonstration of one of these, we'll normally ask them if they know their visual acuity score which they normally get from an, op from an optician. And mm. in, in the UK, that's normally given as a, as a fraction, six over, whatever it might be. Okay, and if they don't know that, it's not, not to worry. They can go and get that from their optician if, it, um, if, if they've been to an optician recently. Um, if not, we would we'll, we'll then go through a certain amount of questions with them to make, you know, like just very simple things. So no need to worry about it. You know, can you, could you read the headline in a newspaper, for example? Just things that help us to understand how much someone is able to see or yeah. how their vision's impaired. Because if someone can only see, for example, shapes or they can only see what an optician would class as counting fingers, you know, or things like that, then this, sadly, this technology doesn't work. But um, if they've got some, if they've got useful vision, then it does work and it does work very well. Um, and, and this goes to the heart of your business and the way you do business, that you're not out to sell products on mass. You know, let's no. get, you know, a thousand iris visions out the door. You know, it's not like that, right? It's about well, it would be nice, the right product. No, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be, it would be a nice be a great profit. Day, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's not going to work because if, you, because if you end up with 999 returns, it's not going to work for you, no, right? And it, no, that's and then, the problem. Then those people aren't going to come back to buy any other technology that they might need later on because then the trust, exactly. the trust is gone. You know, and yeah. it's very important that people trust us as, as a supplier. Um, so, so let's talk about the use cases here, right? So this particular one, no, no, just remind me again, this is, what was the name of this product? It's called Iris Vision. Not Irish, because some people think it's manufactured in Ireland. It's not. It's Iris, <laughs> as in Iris in the eye, Iris Vision. Because I, I was on your website and I noticed there's two of them. There's yes. the Inspire and the Live. Exactly. So which yeah. one are we focusing on Good here? Good research. This one's called the Iris Vision Live because so, it uses okay. the VR headset. The Inspire is more like, it looks more like a pair of glasses. Okay. So it's it's a smaller, neater unit um, that uses um, smaller screens um, because it's built into like a pair of glasses. Because there are some, some, re, some eye conditions that work better with the VR headsets and there's some eye conditions that work better with the glasses ones. So if you've got a limited field of vision, for example, like, like, like we we're talking about earlier with the RP and the tunnel vision, the, the smaller, the, the, when the screen's smaller, it doesn't seem to matter as much. So you could, because the, the image is in a smaller area, but if you've got something like macular degeneration, where you need all the good information in your peripheral vision, and then you've got damaged central vision, I personally find that the virtual reality ones tend to work better because the, the screen's much larger, it's closer to your, to your face. Um, and again, some people will choose dev devices on how it looks, of course, because some, well, some people that's very important because, yeah. you know, it doesn't work, look as nice wearing a VR headset as it does wearing an, uh, a thing that looks more like glasses, obviously. But, but again, it depends on the application, right? So like you're saying, for the person who was in Wales who was wanting to sew... Yes. You know, I don't imagine that person will be sewing on the bus. No. 
I think it would be quite difficult to do, and I wouldn't advise it. I strongly advise against sewing on buses. I think that's probably <laughs> a bad idea. Something could go horribly wrong. Yeah, a lot of blood involved Even if you're in that, yeah. proficient in it, even if you can knock out a cardigan in yeah. days, it yeah. doesn't It doesn't work. But, but I, I do think it's interesting because the, the application does matter. And like you say, you know, some people are very conscious about how they look, and, and rightly so, I think. Yes. We all should care about how we look to some degree, I think. I mean, we shouldn't give up just because we're blind. Yes. But... At the same token, the the right tool for the job mm. uh, at that moment can can really mean the, the difference between one product and the next in this case, and and these two, just these two alone, are a good example of that. Yes, yeah. So so RS Vision is good because they do one of each. They do the the VR one and the and the, and the glasses style one. But when I look through them as a sighted person, I prefer the image from the the VR one that is called the RS Vision Live. Um, because to me the image is much more vibrant and it's much clearer to me as a fully sighted person um, and obviously people do see that so I, I give advice I'll say well you can try this one but this one looks more like glasses but maybe the picture's slightly darker on this one because the, the screens aren't the same as when you're looking at a mobile phone or the image quality might be slightly different you know so I, I provide the advice and let them try it and, and let, yeah. them, let them explore that for themselves and also, and you mentioned watching TV as well. That's interesting. Yeah. So you, with these, you can watch TV. Yes, yes. Very good for watching TV. Um, and also people tend to go to things like, the, you know, if you go to the theatre or, or, or um, if you go to a, a gig, a comedy gig or a concert, because if you use something optical, you know, like um, maybe people, people might look at things like monoculars or teles, uh, uh, binoculars or monoculars, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I did when I was young. Yeah, That's yeah, what I used to use. Yeah, so they'll give you the distance and very good. It's very good clarity because it's optical, but it will give you the distance. But the, but the problem is it gives you quite a narrow field of view. So, but, yeah. but especially the VR headsets, the VR headsets give the widest field of view uh, more than the ones on the glasses. But so if you put the VR headset ones on, like the Iris Vision Live or the A-Sight um, VR, they'll give you, they'll give you that distance. Um, so you can still view and, ma- and zoom in and magnify things, but also they'll give you a nice wide field of view as well. The, so you get a lovely wide field of view. It doesn't come in like, like it would if you were looking through an optical device. Um, and, and and having that nice wide field of view is great. And also you can adjust the magnification. So if you're using something like um, uh, like, like a, a monocular, it's normally sort of eight times or four times and it's fixed the magnification where on these devices, it's, it's adjustable. So you can, um, like the Iris Vision Live, for example, will go up to 12 times magnification in the headset. So and they're all, they all go to different levels, but, but they're all sort of very similar. Um, and the Iris Vision Live, it again, uses the VR headset, but because they've used the Samsung Gear VR headset, it's nice as well because the controls are actually built into the headset. So you control the device just by lifting your hand up and just pressing buttons or, or swiping on a pad on the side of it, okay? Where, like the A-Site VR, they use a, just a, a generic um, headset to hold the mobile phone. They don't use the Samsung phone. They use a, a different phone. Um, they they have a Bluetooth controller. So there's a wireless controller, like a little joystick that you hold in your hand. So you push the joystick forward to zoom in, back to zoom out. Um, and again, just because, because they're from different manufacturers, this is why it's so important to have a demonstration. They do give very different visual experiences to people. Like when I look through it, 
Um, like if I look through the iris vision, I find it boosts all the brightness, all the colour. And a lot of people with macular, especially if they've lost a bit of that colour vision, it's nice because all the colours are nice and strong again. But for example, I went to see a, a, a younger customer um, up in Scotland and she's um, an artist. So, and she found that the Iris Vision Live, that it just boosted the colors a bit too much for her. They're a bit unnatural. So mm. she preferred the A-Sight VR because the colors through that are much more natural. Okay, so but for somebody older, they might appear more pasty because, um, because they might have lost a bit of the color vision. And also, and that is that is all going to be very subjective to the individual. Which exactly. Is, is yeah. That yeah. Demo is so, yeah. So they try them on, you know, because it doesn't matter really what I think. I can advise and explain how it how it looks to me, but it but it's it's just about them having that experience themselves and trying it. And, and I think the, you know, the, there's a key difference there between that Ace site you're talking about and the the Iris Vision Live with the controls. So yeah. you know, some people may find it better to have a physical control in their hand. I think I would personally prefer that yeah. as opposed to trying to feel my way around the buttons. I know that on this Iris Vision device, the buttons are pretty clear they're pretty tactile but yeah. even so some people may struggle with that yeah exactly yeah and it, and it also you, you there's also considerations like I, I visit a lot of elderly people and if they'll say oh no i don't want a remote control because i'll end up sitting on it or losing it and then the <laughs> yes. class, yeah. and then there's obviously issues like that with it then they can't control it because the remote controls disappeared you know so it's and, and also if you go to the theater and you're sat in front of someone you might not like keep if you're adjusting the headset you might not like keep bringing your hand up to adjust it because then obviously that's affecting people behind. Where if you've got a, a controller, you can sort of discreetly do that down on your lap. So yeah, there is, there's advantages and disadvantages to, to, to each system. Okay, those two sound brilliant products. And like you say, absolutely, you know, get the demo. Don't don't just buy online on this. <laughs> Definitely. Don't yeah. don't no impulse buy on this, please. Um, because you know, you've got to know what's right for you. Unless you're a millionaire, just buy everything. <laughs> yeah. But most people, I guess, aren't. So in that case, you'd maybe best to do it that way. Um now, what price are we talking about for these devices? Let, let's focus on the Idis Vision Live. And if you can tell us for the Inspire as well, and also the Ace Site VR. Right, so the the, the RS Vision Live is two thousand eight hundred ninety five. So, like you say, unless you're a millionaire, you don't, you're not going to buy loads of these things. But it's it, and but it, it is a careful consideration of because a lot of money to spend. But if it works, it's worth every penny. But because it, it's a brilliant, well, exactly it's brilliant when, when it works for people. It's a lovely experience for me as well when it works for people actually, because people sort of I've, I've had quite a lot of emotional moments where people have put it on and they can suddenly see a lot more than they can see before. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a it's a lovely moment, and and especially like through the VR headset ones, like people with macula that explain it to me because obviously I've got like I said before I've got normal sight, but when they the damaged part in the centre, it means that once they've got the VR headset one on because they tend to work better, it they they can look straight ahead again because it fills their peripheral vision with so much good information. The brain sort of just compensates for that, and then they can look straight ahead again, which they've not been able to do before because they're always used to looking to the side. So they can look, it's like the dark patch. It doesn't really disappear, but it gives the effect that it disappears. So they can look straight ahead. So it's a lovely thing, you know? Um, so, so th but the, when you ask about prices, the, the Irish Vision is 2,895 and the A-Site VI is slightly cheaper, 2,695. The Inspire is more expensive, 
because the, the, the reason some of them are more expensive, normally you find that with the glasses ones, is because because the Iris Vision and the A-Sight are using some mainstream technology, so they've not had to manufacture that, like the mobile phone, they're utilising the mobile phone technology, so they've not had to manufacture that part, so it makes the device cheaper. Mm. Um, so the Iris Vision Inspire, for example, is more expensive, that's 3795 so that is okay. that is more expensive. And again, contact vision needs. Yeah, and it, like I say, it's very important that you have a demonstration. And also, I don't know if I mentioned this, even if you've only got useful vision in, in one eye, it doesn't matter. These devices will still work. Mm, that's that's a good point, actually, yes. Yeah, because some people yeah, say, well, I've got no question. vision in one eye, but about I've got mm-hmm. useful, it still works. It will still work or can still work for you. Okay, let's talk about some other uh, products in this range or in this in this theme. Uh, and I, I wanted to pick up on one. I know you've got various products there, but I wanted to pick up on one uh, which I noticed it's emblazoned on the front page of your website. It's brand new. It's called the i4, the EYE4. Yep. And these are like regular glasses, right? Yeah, I think they're the, they're the ones that look most like glasses. Um, so it's it's made by a company called Idaptic, and it's the i4. Um, it's actually my favourite one, but the real the real thing that I can't get over on them, unfortunately, is the terrible battery life, which they are working mm. on at the moment, because it only lasts just over an hour. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the worst battery life on on the wearable that I've come across, and I'm sorry to say that, but it is my fa- it is actually image wise on the glasses ones. I quite like it. It's it's a lovely unit. And, I, and how, I, how does that compare to the the other ones though? I mean, when you think about Iris Vision or the others, are they? Yeah, well, not normally. Typically, they can go from sort of two and a half up to five hours. And right, either, so that's the yeah, that's the, the standard. Yeah, the the longest the longest one um, depends on the manufacturer and the, the actual device. But and it, you're looking at two and a half to five hours. The longest one is the most expensive. That's the eSight Four, which is you can get six hours out of that. Um, right. Okay. Okay. But, so battery life on this not great. No, I think it's the only thing. On. It's the, yeah, there's something they're working on, and it's, it's, it's I think it's the only thing that really lets it down, because I I, I do like it. Um, so what this consists of is, like, like, like you say, Stephen, it's, it's, it looks just like a pair of glasses, but obviously, instead of having lenses in, there are two um, two screens in the front of there. So you've got um, you've got two 4K screens in there, um, and it's it's just a really nice headset to wear because it's comfortable. And the thing about the glasses one as well, if you want to make use of your peripheral vision, so um, it's difficult to walk around in it because people always ask if you can walk around. Some people actually ask if you can drive and no, that's a definite no, no, we'll have mm. with a wearable. Um, but for things like um, walking around, it's very, very tricky. And I wouldn't normally recommend walking around in a, in a, in a wearable because it is, it is difficult, especially with the VR ones because it, it, because they're very immersive, it blocks you off from the outside world um, where it's, it is easier in things like the glasses ones because you can still use some of your peripheral vision. Um, but you still have to be very careful because it does give you a false sense of perspective because you might think something's further away, but it's actually not. It's closer, but it's, you, you're zoomed in on it. Zoomed exactly. In on it. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking through a camera. You're not looking through your eyes. Exactly, yeah. You, you do get at. used to it, and it's not so bad in your own home or an environment where you're familiar, but it is tricky if you're walking around in unfamiliar environments and there are things like obstacles and stairs and curbs and, you know, it's not really going to help with that. So be very careful. Um, so th- this one consists of th- this small um, pair of glasses and then on, 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 on the arm on the glasses, you've got, obviously got arms like you have on normal glasses that go over, over the ears. And then at the back of one of the arms, there's a connection where you plug a USB-C cable in. 
So that cable then goes over the over the back of your ear, and then around your neck, you wear a, you have a mobile phone. Again, they use a, um, a Samsung phone, and it's hanging around um, the neck, and that's how you control the device. There's an app on the phone. Um, the difference on this one, the phone's not locked down, so you can use the phone for other things as well. Um, so you could use it as a mobile phone if you wanted to, but you get the app on the phone, um, which allows you to control the zoom and all the features of the device. Um, but a really cool feature, which I like that nobody else seems to have used at the moment is that, and probably will after they've seen it, um, because the, the, there's also the new eyes pro three, which is a very similar device to this with a pair of glasses. And, and again, tethering you to a mobile phone that you wear around your neck on a holder. Um, the, the, the plus side to this one is that this not only allows you to use the camera in the glasses, it allows you to also switch and use the, the camera on the back of the mobile phone, which actually, mm. which actually is much higher quality than the one that you ever get in the glasses. So you, you can see the image quality difference when you switch to the other the only downside is then you have to, you have to hold the phone up to look around. It's quite good for covert surveillance, though, because you could be looking one direction <laughs> while you're sort of... Point, I'm not suggesting people use it for that, but it's quite, it's quite interesting because you can have a look around. You can actually have a look around at things without, people, without, without looking too obvious. I like it. Yeah. I think that's, that's if, if there's any reason to buy it, I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. Sign yeah, me exactly. up. But I, I love that they're giving you the, 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 the option to be able to switch between the two cameras because that, that camera can be really useful for looking at different things. Well, yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, I think about, you know, desktop magnifiers and stuff like that, OCR, I mean, you could get a little mm. uh, stand for your, your phone, you could put a document under it and read it that way, newspaper, you wouldn't have to yeah. lean over it and try and see it that way, so, yeah. or even hold it up. And if know? you're looking for things on shelves and things, you don't have to get, you know, because obviously the, clo yes. the closer that you get to something, the less you have to zoom in. So um, people tend to still move closer things because they're so used to it. But obviously, you don't have to get your head so close to it. Then you can just take the phone up to the shelf and move it around and think, oh, yeah, that's the one I want, you know. You mentioned on shelves. Now, that, that suggests to me where we're heading outside. And you think this was something that maybe not you, you wouldn't necessarily walk around with outside, but this is something you could wear outside. So going shopping, um, you want to see something on a shelf, you maybe are outdoor at an event where you're maybe sitting watching a concert or yep. you know that kind of thing this is this is maybe more for for that and certainly would you argue a bit more socially acceptable than a vr headset <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, yeah it certainly looks um less of less obtrusive because people obviously notice but even now when you say that with the vr headset it's, it's quite a normal thing for people to see now it's not like it like years ago where you think oh what, what's that person got on the head you know it's quite a normal thing that people would see um, around like if people are used to that kind of technology but but yeah it, it is people prefer it because it, it makes them sort of not stand out as much I suppose um, mm. and it's the sort of thing that I, again I wouldn't wear it while I was walking around the supermarket or, or you put it on when you want when you need it and it's the same with the VR ones you know some of a lot of people just take them with them so they can lift it up they might go to a park and then have a look at the view and you know or they might go out in the garden go into the greenhouse and then put it on for for potting some plants or whatever they want to be doing you know or yeah uh, anything like that so um and how does this compare in price to the other ones we've mentioned this is actually with the glasses ones that it, uh, another reason i like this I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, fan of um more affordable technology let's say that, that because the i4 is actually 
pretty, pretty reasonably priced. It's 2,795. Now, when you, so it still sounds a lot, 2,795, but when you compare that with something like the New Ice Pro 3, which is um, just knocking on the door of 4,000, 3,995, you know, it's, it's, it's a serious contender. You know, I, yeah. I, I certainly like it. I think it's great price. It's, it's just this battery thing. I, you know, it's, I, you know, fingers crossed they can resolve that. So, you know, and, and then it would be an awesome product. I, I, you, I really you, do like it. You mentioned the eSight 4. Yes. Um, let's talk a little bit about that for a second, if you don't mind, because sure. th- this is this is quite interesting to me. So I had a demo, I think, of the eSight 3 yeah. a few years ago, and um, it, it didn't work for me no you know that that's the bottom line but that doesn't mean anything right it, that was just an individual thing it didn't work out for me sadly i really <laughs> i must admit and i'm sure a lot of people do this the, i really built myself up for it thinking <laughs> yeah. this was going to change everything yes um and it was it was good i will say that there are some other products which we'll talk about down the line on the podcast that i think you know could be good for people who, who maybe have got just maybe not have enough vision to use something like eSight, but there are other things out there mm. um but eSight for is a quite an interesting product. Now, this comes out of Canada. Yes. And um, I came to the, well, I came to be aware of it simply because of the fact that it was kind of selling itself as a product that gave you back your vision. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing this 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 line kind of emerge out of some of these products these days, and I'm always a little bit yes. hesitant to to talk too much or at least believe that that's true. Yeah. Um, but this one, kind of similar idea to Iris Vision, certainly in the style, isn't it? Where you've got this headset that you wear. Again, you're looking through two screens, um, essentially on each eye. Yes. And that is how you get the information delivered. But it's a much higher price. Yes. It's the most expensive um, headset. It's, it's just under 7000 So I always, make sure, I always make sure someone's sitting down before I tell them that bit. You know, <laughs> but you, you, you probably want to you probably want to see that before you get in the car and drive yeah. down to see the person. It's like, oh, and did I tell you it's seven grand? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, what, you want me to leave now? Yeah. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Uh, That's no, and no biscuits. I'm guessing with the tea. Right. Okay. Yeah. But uh, saying that though, it's a lovely headset. It's very stylish. It, there's a lot of hard work got, gone into this, and it's a brilliant design. It's a lovely thing. So rather than it, it does look like a pair of glasses, but it looks very futuristic. So instead of just having the arms on the glasses like you'd normally get, it, they use a system called the halo. So what it is, it's like a ring that goes around your head, a nice padded ring. And then at the front of the ring, there's like a little wheel that clicks. It's an adjuster. So that then that almost like, it sounds, sounds painful, but it's not. It squashes it onto your head. So it fits nice and tightly on your head. It's nicely balanced because the battery for the unit is at the back. But it, so it's all built in. There's no tethering, to, tethering you to anything. So there's no wires going anywhere. It's a lovely, neat system. Um, and then at the back of you, there's a battery that plugs in and you get two batteries with it. Each one lasts up to three hours and it's hot swappable. So there's a small battery in the main Halo headset, which lasts well, up to about 20 minutes. So then you can pull one battery out, plug the other one in, put, the, put that one on charge, and then it keeps you continuously running. Oh, that, no, that is smart. That's yeah, good. so it's got a lot of really cool features. I know it's expensive, but it's got so it's got some really cool and in, and sort of unique features on it. It's also got a patented um, system where you can tilt the headset as well. So where if I if I wanted to, for example, look around or um, or look at something or um, 
on any, any of the other ones, I normally have to take them off. But with the eSight, you can actually tilt the headset slightly away from you. So you can actually see more with your normal vision. And then you could tip your head forward and look through the headset if you want something magnified. And for example, I, I, I sold one into a hospital, somebody working into in, in, a, in a laboratory. And they didn't want to keep taking things off and putting it on when they were doing different experiments and things like that. So the eSight worked perfectly. You know, because you just pull it down over your eyes and flip it back up, pull it down over your eyes, flip it back up, you know, work brilliantly for them. Um, so, it, and it's also got special features, like it's the only one with a HDMI input. So you can like, if you're playing like on a PlayStation or an Xbox, or you've got some other video source that you want to plug into it, you can feed that signal straight into the eSight form, bring it straight up onto the screens. So then you could effectively lie in bed and play your Xbox and... <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> lazy, I call it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. Blind people can be lazy too. Yay. That's allowed, right? And you could... But, but that's, that's just the great thing with that because, you know, I, I think what it also does is it kind of sends, gives me the sense that it's selling itself to a younger generation as well. Yes. Um, it's not, it's, it's you know, and, and this is no disrespect, but it's not just about doing the, the menial tasks of the day or perhaps doing hobbies. No. It's about, other stuff it's about additional and that's something which by the way is not age related right i mean there's plenty of older people who are enjoying games and all the rest of it mm. and actually would maybe enjoy it more yeah with this kind of tech because oftentimes we're restricted to doing things yeah. we're restricted to doing things based on either the technology or the inaccessibility of a product or whatever it might be what is this kind of thing just being able to as you say yeah hook up your xbox or your playstation directly to the headset that could open up that world for people. Yeah, you can, you, and you can even download the eSight app onto your phone, your Android or your, your Apple phone, and you can stream stuff to it. So you've got like the BBC iPlayer or you catch up TV stuff. Um, Netflix, Amazing. Netflix doesn't work because I think it's like coded. So it stops it. Um, yeah. it's once someone in our office tried it and it didn't work. And it's got a cool features like you can bring a torch on. So if you're looking for something in a dark cupboard, it can flick a torch on so the camera can see more. I had one where the guy was looking at, he, he, he sort of, restored and tuned pianos and sometimes he had difficulty seeing inside it because it was dark but with eSight worked perfectly of course because he can see inside um but it but it's it's nice watching people's reactions to these because they might start off say they want to demo for an eSight and they try it on and then they put the ace uh, they might put the iris vision on and say oh wow this one works much better for me or vice versa you know and you know especially with eSight they're going to save a lot of money with if the iris vision they say, oh wow yeah said, wow it's, and it's such a mm -hmm. it's such a surprise when they when they see the different headsets and actually realize that the one they've seen all the hype on on the internet or the the one that they were, like, like you said you were building yourself up thinking um you know that they sort of accepted that they might be paying three thousand or seven thousand what it might be and then this it's, it's even better for for me it's quite nice when when you see them see something that's much cheaper and they think wow this is this is brilliant you know and then they discover it's much cheaper. That's like a double bonus. It's an interesting industry, this, because it's very hard to judge products on price. Yes. This is this is the feeling I get. You, you, you know, there is that temptation to think, well, clearly the more money I spend, the more I'll get. And I think that's probably true with the eSight. There's definitely features in there you're not going to get in the other devices. But when you come away from eSight, the other products, they all have similarities. They all have features in them which are, you know, slight differences here and there price isn't really a factor it's what works for you yes and, uh, they, and i think when you're at that level and i know people always say to me oh but the price the price and and everyone always gets into that and i think mm. yeah the price is a factor of course yes but at the end of the day 
if you find a product that's going to change your life immeasurably, you will find the money to buy it. We yes. all do. Yes. That's why we get personal independence payment as disabled people in the UK. Yeah. Start saving, guys. Yeah. I mean, and we even do like it if people want to purchase it over like um like over twelve months interest free. We can offer that. Well, even. that's good as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. So it's even better, you know. But it's it's a, it's, it's like, like you say, you can't you can't sort of be more sort of it, it's it's actually it's got to be the right product, and it doesn't like you say the price is some, somewhat irrelevant sometimes. I know it's a consideration, but it's about finding that right product. And even though I've got I've been doing this for my thirty four years, it's a long time, you know. I, I can't pick the technology for someone. I can explain and tell them the different features and tell them what I think about it. But ultimately, there's nothing better than them trying these devices on and going, that's the one for me. And, and I don't want to sound flippant about price, right? Because yeah. I know we're in a cost of living crisis. I know people are struggling to heat their homes at the moment, right? And yes. making serious decisions about that. And, and if that's the case, then absolutely, you know, this is not the time to be splashing out that kind of money. But the people who generally buy these products because, frankly, of the age of people who generally accrue sight loss as a result of you know of age, mm-hmm. um, is majority older people, right? Yeah. And those people have often had good jobs over their careers. You know, they've got a decent pension coming in. They've got some money in the bank, maybe a few bits of savings as well. And that's how these products are available to them. Yes. Now, for other people, if you're in employment, well, you've got the access to work scheme. Um, there are R&B grants as well, which can aid towards, I'm not sure if it would necessarily lead towards this, but there are certainly grants available that will give you an amount of money towards yep. products. Contact R&IB about that. And, you mm. know, there are other options around the, the, as well. You know, I think we really need to get all this information together for people because there's lots of ways that people can get assistance in buying these products. I am also arguing for... Um, the, the personal independence payment to also be used in, a, in the same way that motability uses personal independence payment where you can essentially, you know, with, with motability, you can get a car mm. and then essentially half your, your PIP is, is taken for the car and the other half is given to you. I, I think something like that needs to exist for this kind of technology. Yes. So people can buy this technology um, who maybe don't have the cash up front, who don't even have the money. Mm. Uh, they can use the benefit that way, you know. So I, I think there's lots of ways to, to achieve this. That, I should say, is not available yet, but it's something which... Uh, something that the government have been consulting on, which is interesting. Mm. Um, and also, just to add to that, because it gets even more complicated in Scotland, because we now have our own social security system, yeah. and uh, personal independence payment is coming to an end, and it will be replaced by a new benefit called adult disability payment. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's, it's trying to keep up in this business. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, there's so and, many changes and, constantly. And also, something quite funny, because sometimes I'll go out to see people, and some. <laughs> To be honest, sometimes they just need, especially if they want it for watching TV. Sometimes they just need a new TV. You know, <laughs> honestly, yes. yeah, I've gone out and it's such an old TV and it's a terrible picture. You know, and they're struggling trying to watch this image. It's a small screen. It's terrible. And TVs these days, you know, really quite affordable. You know, you get them from supermarkets and even different TV technology. If they've still got a decent TV, look at you know, look at new technologies like organic LED, where it's much brighter, much more vibrant. All these things can help. Just simple solutions. That's not that's not specialist tech. When you go to visit someone, mm. is it is is it almost like because I imagine when you go into the house and you start talking like this to people, yeah, they, they they must just have a 
million questions for you. It's like, well, you're here because I need to know, I want to know about this. And I was thinking about getting one of those. And yeah. should I get this? And should I buy that? Yeah, and I, I bet one of the most classics, I know we're going to talk about this in, the, in a future episode, but, you know, it's going to be, oh, my grandson keeps telling me to get an iPhone. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want an iPhone. Yeah. I just want a phone that works. Yeah. So I can understand. It's yeah. got physical buttons. Yeah, yeah, just because, they, yeah just because they find it easy to use or they say that oh, yeah, or they sometimes yeah. they've already bought it. So they'll say, I've got this iPhone. I've got no idea how to use it. You're like, oh, my word. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's no, right. I'm, Someone's I'm, given them a yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm 97 years of age. I've got, you know, I've got arthritis in my fingers. <laughs> you think, oh, dear, this, this might be a challenge. You know, but... And it's not that the ninety-seven-year-old can't learn it. No, it's just that no, not at all. They just, you know what? When you get to ninety-seven, you get a free pass, right? I think if you get that far, you <laughs> you don't you get a free pass on anything you decide. You 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 use what suits you. Yes. Um, it's so funny. I always remember my grand. The first time I ever showed her an iPad, the first thing she did, I, I laid it on her lap and I said, "This is an iPad," and she said, "Oh, that's nice." And she put her teacup on it and said, "Milk and two, thanks." <laughs> and that was it. So you know, she had no interest or care. In fact, she just thought it was a tea tray, which yeah. arguably at that moment it was a very expensive tea tray. <laughs> uh, listen, for people who want to get in touch with you and and set up some demos, because obviously there's, there's all these products and more, and we'll link to all of them on our website, but we'll obviously link to your website as well, so people can get information. We'll uh, give the uh, phone number and the email address on there as well but for people who are listening who just want to take a quick note um tell us your your contact details so people can get in touch with you yeah because even if you just want to phone for a little bit of advice you just got there's mm. lo- lots of lovely friendly people in our office um so telephone it's 01775 711 977 that's 01775 Simply VisionAid, that's all one word, V-I-S-I-O-N-A-I-D, visionaid.co.uk. Jason, it's been great having you on, as always. Uh, next time you come on, we're going to talk about mobile phones. We're going to talk not about iPhones, not about Android. <laughs> well, sort of Android. A little bit. <laughs> mm, but we're going to be talking about alternatives mm. to touchscreens, alternatives essentially to the iPhone, mm. because I know a lot of blind people, including me, I know, hark on about the iPhone all the time. But it's because it's what I use, right? But that's not the only game in town. And there are lots of products. And I'm really looking forward to talking about that with you, Jason. Thank you so much for coming on from VisionAid. Brilliant. Thanks thanks ever so much, Stephen, for inviting me. Thanks a lot. Look forward to catching up with you next time. Thanks. Jason, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And uh, that's it for our show today. Just a reminder that all of the uh, products that Jason mentioned, all those wearables, I've listed them all in the show notes today so you can go and find them. Those links take you straight to VisionAid Technologies' website for your ease. Uh, we don't get any money out of this. We don't get any sponsorship. It's not a deal or any of that stuff. If you want to buy something, you buy it. If you don't, don't. It's all on you, but we just provide the information here free of charge like a public service. Well, we try our best. Catch you tomorrow. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.